everyone. This is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocks podcast. I am back today with Dr. Roger Smith. He knows kids. He knows lots of kids because he is a pediatrician. Well, I don't know. You're not really a, you are a pediatrician, <laughs> but you also do family practice. So you're kind of yeah. a mix of both, yeah. but you work with That's kids right. and you have worked with kids as a doctor for a really long time. And so you know the world of kids, you know how they think, you know how they're wired, you know a lot about them. And you've been in the homeschool world as a homeschool dad and a homeschool leader for many, many years. And so I love that the Lord has used you in the way that he has for so many years to impact the lives of so many people, including your own family and your own kids who are now impacting their own children and and your grandchildren. So thank you for what you do and the impact you have had. We are talking about parenting this week, and you know, there I I can't think of anyone else better to talk about parenting this week with me than Roger because he has so much experience with it. So we're going to continue talking about that. But before we do, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, CTC Math. If you guys are looking for a great online math program, go to ctcmath.com. Try them out, you guys. It's free to test them out. If your kids are struggling, you know it's. It's a new-ish school year. It's not brand new, but you know we're into a new school year. Maybe they've discovered that they don't really like the math program that they're working on. Maybe they're just struggling with it for some reason. Try CTC Math and see if it is a good fit for them and for you. They do all the teaching for you. So as you guys know, I don't want to teach my kids math. That's why we do CTC Math, because they teach it for me. Anyway, try them out, ctcmath.com. Roger, thank you so much for coming back with me today Um, at the end of Monday's episode. And if you guys missed Monday, go back and listen to that episode. But at the end of that episode, we were talking about the importance of exposing our kids to different things and helping them to establish goals in life based on how God has created them and wired them to become what he's created them to become as adults. And those things change, you know, I mean, with you as a doctor, you went to medical school, you had your career path set when you decided to go to medical school. It's rare that someone goes to med school and then takes a different path and, you know, becomes a plumber. It could happen, but it's not likely. But for a lot of people, they have all sorts of different jobs and careers within the scope of their adult life. And that's not a wrong or bad thing. It just is where, where is the Lord leading you? But typically in those, in whatever career path you have, you're there because it's how God has wired you. It's the passion that he's given you to do what he's created you to do. And so you were talking about the importance of exposing our kids to different things. I want to park there for a few minutes because what, what I sometimes find difficult is knowing how to expose my kids to all sorts of different things without becoming completely overwhelmed as a homeschool mom and always being out of the house, always being too busy. And especially if you have more than one child, that can become very overwhelming. If you've got four kids or seven or eight kids and you're trying to expose all of them to different things, oftentimes those are outside of the home. So you had four kids. How do you balance and in a healthy way, expose your kids to different things without overwhelming them or yourself? Well, uh, yes, you can do things in a way that really overwhelms you. Uh, but there are simple, simpler approaches. And, and, and that's what we have to do. First of all, you cannot do everything that comes to your mind. Okay. Because, uh, you know, we dream big. And, and so accepting what you can do. 
is is a good start. So some things that we we did uh, having people in your home. You know, there if there's someone visiting your church or your community or things like that, have a meal just for uh, uh, them to come into your home and and have your children hear what they're doing. That is one way to expose people to uh, expose them to other careers and ideas and thoughts and different things. So, um, so sometimes it's that, and maybe it's not a meal, but they just stop, stop by for the children to play together. But, uh, uh, so some, sometimes it's things that are brought into your home. Uh, other things that we did was with a variety of organizations, whether it was 4-H or whether it was scouts or, or the homeschool group, you know, field trips, you know, those things do lead to them being exposed to the radio station or to the, you know, uh, you know, municipal uh, services like fire and police and all of that. And so those all play a role and they don't have to be real hard, you know, even trips to the zoo and seeing the people that work there and, and but talking about it afterwards mm. and actually have conversations. So it's not just seeing it, but talk about them, ask them questions that they hadn't thought of. You know, where do you think those people eat their lunch? You know, I mean, something like that, you know. Uh, so it's just guiding their thoughts in what you do experience. And there are so many things that you you encounter all throughout your normal day. The grocery store, uh, you know, people that work there, you, you passing people driving trucks. Do you talk about those things? You know, um, and so it's. Sometimes it is exposing them just as you're going along, just your rise up as you lie down, as you walk by the way, as you sit in your house, all, all those things. And, and it really goes back to conversation. Uh, do you do you bring it up and have them think about it and respond to it in some way and go, what do you think about? And then just ask a question. It needs to be open ended. Yeah. You know, so do you not do you like that? It's what do you think about? that guy driving that truck, you know, and just let them talk. And so uh, it's just helping them to guide their thoughts. Um, we mentioned in the uh, first episode that you have a new book. It's called Parenting with Influence. And in the back of this book, I love that you've got, it's Appendix A and it's open-ended questions and conversation fuel. And you actually have it uh, separated by, you've got preschool ages, elementary ages, preteens and teens, and you have a whole list of different questions in here that you can ask your kids. And of course, it, it's great to have these tools because as we're fed these questions that you have given us, it opens us up to be able to learn how to ask more and more questions. It's not like we just stick right. to this. That's list, right. But it's so helpful to go, oh yeah, yeah, I can ask these questions. And and especially for the kid who's not a talker, you know, some kids never stop talking, but just because they talk a lot doesn't mean that their conversation is always useful. Some kids just talk and just want to hear their voices all the time. Um, and they're not very thoughtful about what they're saying, but then some kids are just very quiet and they're not going to express themselves or what they're thinking because they're such deep thinkers. And so these questions are great in the book because I was reading through them and I thought, man, these are fantastic for just getting kids to think through life. And so, so it's funny because when I asked that question, I actually wasn't even thinking about this part of the book. And when you said, I, I thought, yeah, um, that's great. Like preteens, just some of the questions on here was, you know, what do you wish was true about you? Well, that's kind of a deep question that makes a preteen, <laughs> you're talking, you know, 11, 12 years old 
think about, oh, what do I want to be true about myself as a person? And that's not a question that any kid would naturally think about themselves. The reality is children do think deeply. And do we give them a platform to actually express that? And in particularly for the, the quiet child, they are thinking. And sometimes we have to ask a question and be silent, you know, and wait. Give them a chance to kind of chew on it and then and uh, and assume that they are going to answer and wait for it. So um, so the pattern of questions that I put in that section was just to show how to, you know, what, what are some components of the questions? You know, I chose some topics and some sample questions, but it's how to ask an open-ended question and what are some examples. And then you'll find your own once you can start with the ones that I've written. Uh, and then, uh, then you, you find your own way of asking and things that are fit your child specifically. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts. And we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. We are back with Roger. I want to shift gears just a little bit and I want to talk about discipline because this is one of those, you know, it's like the D word, one of those words that as parents, you know, I just want to just shrink it to my hole and go, ah, I hate, I hate discipline. I hate administering discipline to my kids. And I shouldn't say administering because discipline is not a negative thing always. It sometimes can be. But one of the things that I really want to do well, and that I think most parents want to do well is as we discipline our kids, we don't want to push them away from us. We want to use that discipline to help them to be successful in life, but also to build relationship with them. And I don't want my kids to grow up resentful and rebellious because mom is too harsh and she always disciplines me and she's always nagging at me. And so I want to talk through, I, I, I know your book, it's called Parenting with Influence, Shifting Your Parenting Style as You and Your Child Grow. So can we start with kind of the early years and let's let's talk about the little ones and then let's move all the way up into the teen years because obviously discipline is completely different for a four-year-old than it is for a 14-year-old or a 15-year-old um, as yeah. we're kind of releasing them to the world. So so let's start with the little ones and let's talk about discipline with them. So our, our goal with the word discipline really is, um, it's really training. You know, there there's the co- correction part of uh, discipline and then there's the training part. And to be quite honest, the training part is about 90% of it. But we tend to talk about the correction part and but it is an important part. So we do need to to handle the correction 
the punishment part, you know, we call it punishment, correction, reproof. We got all kinds of words for that part. And it's pretty clear that if we if we are they're well trained, we're going to have less and less discipline. But there's there are times I mean less and less punishment. So there's there, there are seasons, and usually the early seasons, it seems like it's all that it is. You know, it just is correction at every turn, and it can really wear you down. And so it's very important for children to know what the boundaries are. Um, Jan and I work with a drug and alcohol rehab program here in our town that's associated with our church and talking with these young adults. And sometimes they're, you know, 40s and 50s and 60s. We've had older folks, but I I often will ask them questions about what it was like for them growing up. And uh, some of them have had very harsh, um, mean spirited type of heavy rules, oppression but, you know, the ones that said uh, there were no rules in our house, we could do whatever, you know, they are the saddest, hmm. you know. So having, you know, leniency also has a negative effect. So it needs to be a balance of some control, but also some freedom. And so early in the early years, uh, those preschool years, it, there's much more control focused then because that is one way that they learn what the boundaries are. Mm-hmm. And what is okay and what is good. And so um, um, whenever a child needs to be corrected, first of all, they need to know clearly what was wrong with what they did, said, or thought, you know, uh, what was, you know, we usually are focused on their behavior at that time, you know, uh, so they they picked up something or they threw something or they hit someone or they did something physical and so we have to be very clear with the words that, you know, uh, in our household, uh, conflict resolution was a major focus for us. We were training them how to deal with conflict in life. And our, our words that we said a million times, use words, use words, <laughs> you know, so we had to stop them from hitting and biting and kicking one another. Uh, and so, uh, so there can be code words that you use and you develop. What What is the value system of your family? And so the, it needs to be clear and it needs to be a few words. You know, we can go on and on and children quit listening after so long. So for us, it was use words and for writing, on, you know, keep them from writing on the walls. We said, write only on paper. Right. <laughs> so you had to say it in the positive. So this is so it needs to be positive. It needs to be clear. It needs to be concise. And so then whenever they get out of bounds, don't wait. If you wait until you're mad, uh, you've waited too long. They, they, they need uh, the, the quicker and the milder, the, the least amount of punishment that's needed to get the job done is, is the right thing. So it's not about being severe. Do you want to encourage independent learning in your students? Do you have multiple students with individual learning styles? Homeschooling is an excellent opportunity to customize your child's education. BJU Press is here to help. For each academic subject, BJU Press has created video lessons that will lead your child through each of their courses. Your child will experience thorough lesson content, 
administered by experienced and engaging teachers who will walk your child through the assignments so they know what to expect. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com to see what courses are available for your student. I like that you talk about using words to communicate with our kids because I think that so often as parents, our kids do something that as adults and as their parents, we're like, why? Oh, why? Why did you do that? You know, it just seems so absurd to us that they would do the things that they do sometimes. But to a child, even though they know usually that it's wrong, I mean, sin is sin. And they they know when they've done something wrong, they may not be able to verbalize exactly why it's wrong or what they've done that has been wrong. And sometimes they may not know that it's wrong, you know, and, and sometimes it's, you know, I, I mean, there, there are just so many things that kids do that surprise me and shock me and it shouldn't, but it still does. Anyway, we have to be able to communicate to them. Like you said, this is why I want you to stop doing this thing because I have a reason for it. You know, if you're dragging your dirty hands across the hallway walls, it's not because it's a sin. The Bible doesn't say thou shalt not drag your hands against the walls, but it will make our walls dirty and it will make our home dirty. And it's just not good for a nice, clean home. You know, I mean, that's that's a simple thing. Sorry. But it, explaining to our kids, this is why we don't do this particular thing. And so then it goes into, okay, when you walk down the hallway, keep your hands in your pockets if you can't keep them off the walls. You know, just things like that, but giving them something else to do instead of just saying, don't do this thing. You have to replace it with the thing to do. And so you talked about being positive. Don't write on the walls, write on the paper instead. Here, you can draw all you want on this paper. But too often, I think as parents, we just say, don't write on the walls. And then we leave it at that and we don't give them the other side of it, right? That's right. And so it, it is very important to state the positive and state what, where it is safe. Uh, you know, what, what is acceptable and normal and desired behavior. So, okay, we have just a minute left in this episode. We're, we're out of time, but really quickly, since we're on the topic of little kids, what are some other means of discipline that you would use for young children? <laughs> that, that's a, that's a deep well. Uh, so uh, should we talk some, about this some, on the next one or is this? Yes. It, and sometimes we okay. can use um, separation, but by and large, what we're not wanting to communicate is that because of your behavior, I want you to get away from me. And so um, uh, they can have loss of privilege for a period of time, but they need to know very clearly that it's connected to the undesired behavior. And so, um, so sending a child away from you oftentimes sends the wrong message that says you're, you're rejecting them as a person. So, um, so be careful with timeouts, go to your room, get out, get, you know, you've got to stay outside. You can't be near me until your behavior changes. That's, that's a rejection. And so we got to be careful with those messages. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. When my, well, one of my children, I won't mention which one, but one of my children at one point had a really hard time with self-control. And so, you know, I never wanted to send them to their room and just say, Hey, you know, go to your room. I don't, I don't want to see your face anymore. I can't stand to be around you. Like, no, you know what? I want you to come just sit right here next to me on the sofa. And I want you to use self-control right now. And then I would explain, you know, at the little age of three or four, what self-control was. That means that you don't wiggle your body all over the place just for two minutes or a minute or however long so that they will understand this is what self-control looks like. And that's hard for kids 
But I, I think you really are right about that is we don't want to ship them off and say, you know what, just get out of my face. I can't stand to be around you anymore. Cause that really, they take that personally and they should, <laughs> because that's an, a personal attack on them as a person. And so our kids need to know, like, we love you, but we are still working with you to use self-control to make the right choices in life. So anyway, we are out of time. We're going to talk more about discipline and how to build relationship with our kids through discipline. Um, Tomorrow, let's talk a little bit more into those preteen and teen years since they really are very different. Um, Thank you, Roger, for being with me again today. And your book, again, is called Parenting with Influence, Shifting Your Parenting Style as You and Your Child Grow. It's by Roger Smith, MD. And we'll put links to the book in the show notes. So thank you guys so much for being with us. If you have not left a review for this podcast, would you do so? Please just take a minute, go to I don't know, iTunes, whatever you listen to this podcast on and leave a review. We would really appreciate that. Have a great rest of your day and we will see you back here tomorrow. Bye. I'm Paul Hastings, the host of Compelled Podcast. We use gripping, immersive storytelling to celebrate the powerful ways God is transforming Christians around the globe. Listen to unique and compelling testimonies from people like Ron, who was sentenced to 500 years in prison at the age of 22. Ron knew that he was utterly alone, or was he? Or listen to Virginia, an attorney defending Christians in court who one fateful afternoon came face to face with a trained assassin sent to kill her. With countless stories demonstrating the power of Jesus Christ to change lives, you can listen to Compelled on your favorite podcast app or by visiting compelledpodcast.com.